You're listening to Oh Yoshi Did It Podcast with Yoshi Obayashi and Lilith Arvai. All right, guys, this is Yoshi. I am、uh, made it to Sacramento today. I was driving from San Jose, and I'm, I'm very happy to be in Sacramento today because I'm interviewing my good, great friend, Hunter Moore, again. Hunter. <laughs> and of course, his co host, Baby Diamond, and、uh, it's a Hunter Moore podcast, and、uh, it's great to be.、Um, I'm sorry, I'm high because. <laughs> I'm really high because Baby Diamond, he really is the Picasso of marijuana maker. I don't know what you call it. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's like a gourmet,、uh, four star marijuana. And、um, yeah, we've been smoking for、I'm、the last hour or so. so. That's how I like it. I mean, you guys, your eyes are all look like Asian, like mine, so. <laughs> We are all brothers. Well, you haven't actually been smoking. You've been vaping. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it makes me high, nevertheless. So. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing that I do is I make、uh, concentrates. Yeah. As well as, like, I, I do grow the medicinal cannabis flowers and everything, but then I make concentrates as well, which the concentrates, normal, like, like nugs or flowers that you would smoke, the buds, like in a joint or whatever. Okay. The THC percentage is in those. Ranges anywhere from like 5%, anywhere up to like 37. Concentrates that I can make, the lowest like percentage of THC in it is somewhere between 60, like 65. The highest、okay. I've gotten is 92. So basically, like a drop of that, like a little hit, two, two or three hits of that is like smoking a joint. You know what I mean? So it's, it's effective, it's cleaner. You're not inhaling all the plant material, all the carcinogens. You know, like when you're smoking that weed and it turns black into ash, you're, you're getting. Other things that you're inhaling with that. This, you're inhaling pure trichomes and oils from the plant. Because、so、I got to tell you, I, I've been experiencing a lot of back pain. I haven't felt this relaxed in a long time. <laughs> right? Seriously. It, well, this, this specific oil. And this one,、smoking. it doesn't hurt my throat. Like when I'm smoking regular marijuana or whatnot, I don't know why. It just it feels、harsh. like a burning, harsh sensation. But this thing that you, you were、uh, generous enough to offer to me. <laughs> Again, it's very smooth. And,、uh, but this is, this is not a hash, right?、I、it mean, is. It's considered hash. Okay. It, the, the, the term for it is BHO. It's considered butane hash oil.、Um, and you use butane to extract it. And a lot of people, they have their qualms against it. They have problems with it because it is, you're using out a solvent to extract it. But if made properly, like I do, and you, if you, you know the proper procedures and everything for the chemistry and alchemy behind it,、okay. you can remove. Like 99.9% of that said butane, and you're left with the essential oils at the end. Do, do you guys watch Breaking Bad? The hell yeah. Yeah, I, was, I know what you're going to say. I'm like Walter White. Yeah, you, because you know how Walter m a k e、um, a meth and is in a little glass? It's, it's all blue. I, I, make, I make red meth in that sense. Yeah,、Amber. because the thing that you show me in that little、uh, glass jar, it's so perfect. Like, like, the, you, you're like the Walter White of marijuana. Well, yeah, the, the,、uh, the kids on Twitter, they would call me Heisendab. Because <laughs> 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 it, it's called dabs. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was the funny thing behind it. it 
the, the, but the thing I was going to say about your back being really relaxed and you being feeling like that is yeah. that um, this oil in particular has high CBD content. What is, what is that? Because in, in, a, in a normal cannabis, there's the three active ingredients. There's uh, THC, okay. CBD, and there's like CBN. There's also CBA, which is, doesn't really come into effect that often. Okay. But the THC is going to be the super, like, uh, it's going to make you high. Okay. It's psychoactive. The CBD is sort of the, uh, I don't want to say narcotic, but it's, the, it's more medicinal. It doesn't really get you high, but it will relieve uh, anxiety, relieve uh, stress in your body, aches. Okay. It's, it's sort of, it's really the medicinal value of it. But the thing with, with those uh, chemicals is they counteract each other. Okay. So it's very hard to have a high THC content, high CBD content. I you see. Can, you only have like one or the other. You know what I mean? But this has a really high CBD content, hence why you're so relaxed. But yeah, you don't because... feel super stoned, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I've had wonderful friends like Joey Diaz, Ari Shafir's, and, and Red Brand, and they're always generous with their weed. And I smoke those, and they're wonderful. But I don't remember last time smoking weed where my lower back felt really relaxed, you know? Absence of pain. Yeah. It's, it, it's, that's why I do this, to be honest. Like, uh, Hunter's dad even like, would tell me, like, oh, I have back pain. And I legitimately was like, let me go. I'll go make you something specifically for that. Or he would tell me, like, oh, I need to go to sleep. And I'd be like, all right, I'll go home and I'll find you something to put you right to sleep. And I bring it back, and two puffs, his dad out done and it's just that's why i do it it's like there's there's a lot of people that are in this and they want to make the money or they want the fame from it or whatever and the re the whole reason why i started like growing and all this stuff was because i had a couple like i had a friend who had leukemia and then my friend's mom has like a couple brain issues so then we were like trying to do everything we could to help those two people out and then it turned into this and this is a side that you know people don't know about you guys because they just like hunter too because you know people read about him in Rolling Stone magazine or blog, yeah, title and articles, the world's most hated, hated guy. And like, yeah. these are these these two guys are, you guys are fun guys, entertainers, and you're trying to bring a little bit of happiness in the world. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not the most do. orthodox way of reaching there, but you guys are definitely doing it. No, we like we literally sit and entertain people all day. Every fucking day, and, and I, th I think yeah. you, I think you were telling me you were a little worried that maybe you make too much content and they get tired of it. It's it's completely opposite, guys. They wish you guys will make even more content because when they're driving to their work, to their horrible jobs, they could escape their misery by listening to you guys having good time, you know, having a normal conversation. Well, that's, and, and smoke we weed. just realized that. I feel like. Because of this week, when we put out a new one every day, and people just fucking love it. It was weird. Because like before, we were like, once a week, that's fine. Yeah, but then people started asking more and more, like, where's the podcast? Right. Like, have you met podcast fans? It's fucking weird. It's like they're, they know us, but we don't know who they are. That's the creepy part about it. <laughs> like, they legitimately feel like... Like, we're their friends. Yeah, but I don't know you. But we don't know them. Because <laughs> it's really weird. Sorry. I'm high, so I'm eating Pringle juice. Yeah, so I, I Pringles, apologize. Hey, I usually you're gonna don't gonna do go this. down. <laughs> There's more right here. Too. <laughs> 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 
Like Hunter, you're a prominent guy. People recognize by looking at you and, 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 and Baby Diamond. I'm sure it's true for you. But I don't put any of my pictures for my podcast. So you know what was so weird? When I wasn't up in Seattle a month and a half ago. No, you don't, huh? With, with yeah. the Alki Peninsula, which is the, the best beach area in Seattle. That's a great place to go and smoke weed and have a good time. But this, this motherfucker uh, <laughs> at this restaurant overheard me as a... Excuse me, are you Yoshi? Like, it's crazy, like, just getting recognized for something that they, some, some dumb show that I make. Right. People listen, but like, he recognized me by my, I'm, of course, I have a distinct accent, so it's, I guess it's easier, <laughs> but, but it was strange that like, he recognized by my voice and not wow, with my face, you know. that's even more, so he must listen to you a lot. Yeah, I, I guess that's so, different, yeah. at least, because like, a visual cue is pretty fucking easy, like, you can recognize things. Hearing someone's voice and just being like, that's them. That's some crazy that's, memory that's shit. That's a lot of, me- that's a sort of close bond in your head. But that's what we do with podcasting, you know what I mean? Someone's, they're letting us, they're like into their head for an hour or two a day. And I try to do that, and, and you guys are doing great with your podcast. So I, I just want to give a little bit of background because Hunter was kind enough to do my podcast. I think you were the second guy, and you're the second most downloaded episodes out of all of them Dude, David Cho is number one yeah so you know you, you're, you're neck to neck you know you're, you're catching up with him <laughs> so which is great um, and, and you know many of you who listen to this show know him from the first show probably by now probably read the Rolling Stone coverage of you which was a great article and you're traveling you're DJing you have many offers people throwing at you your um, merch business is doing really well and every, you know, you, you're you have a lot of fan base following you, and and uh, for, I finally get to meet Baby Diamond for the second time. First time we met, it was very short. Yeah, I met you five minutes outside the hotel, drunk off my ass in Beverly was Hills. Yeah, he and was then, like, I remember he was creeped out by you. Yeah, he's like, oh, your friend was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, but he also had to pick me up, and I was fucking done. Yeah, you were demolished. Remember? We got. We got yeah. Wasted. That was that hustler party. I remember talking to him and I was all like, I was trying to fall asleep and I was like, yo, shit. <laughs> he was like sitting there just reading, like, shut the fuck out. Because <laughs> I think he had a big, big successful show with Hustler, right? At some nightclub. And, uh, but I was trying to get out of my memory, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a bad, it wasn't a good night, dude. Oh, it wasn't? No. There was a lot of people there, but he didn't have fun. All right, you know, I mean. <laughs> But that's a rarity because I know when you have an event, these young kids show up, you know, girls want to have fun and, you know, it's just a fun yeah. all around an event. And, you know, if you, if you guys are lucky to go, you guys can have a really good time. So you yeah. guys definitely have to check Baby Diamond and Hunter. Yeah, I told him to start being a comedian, but he doesn't want to do it. I'm not going to be a comedian. Not- you know, maybe, maybe you get comfortable sometime down the road. You might not try it. Or like shows or like maybe even explaining exactly what, I don't know, being in front of people, dude. You could have like your own little thing. Well, that's what we want to do with YouTube, but that's about that's about as in front of people as I'll get. Yeah. Are you serious? I don't, dude. I'm. I was so. You wouldn't even put your face on I the was, internet a that, couple months Yoshi, ago. Look at this. And look how far See, you are now. Now, now I am all out in the open. But for the longest time, I legitimately would. I would come out here and hang out with him, just to be like, "Hey, man, you want to smoke some weed?" I would put him to sleep every night. You know what I mean? And I was anonymous on the internet. Right. He would, I was from the neck down. I never showed my face. He would mention me, but I like anytime you'd take a picture, I'd be like, no, nope. like don't show my face because I just didn't. I didn't want to be a part of it. 
But you you don't care about the picture now, do you? Oh, fuck no. What am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah. This guy's got a bouquet of bud yeah, and his face like is in the, the middle of it. I was like, I brought you some flowers. It was like a plant that I had just cut down and I right. just trimmed it. And it was like these monster nugs and my face is in it. I don't really worry about it now, but... At the beginning, I was freaked the hell out. Because you didn't understand the actual reality. But then he put it in perspective for me, and it was like, he yeah. was like, if the FBI didn't take me down, <laughs> they're not worried about you. And I was like... Um, I want to explain to the audience because Hunter, uh, like I said, did the, you know, uh, yeah, they know uh, earlier so, episode. Yeah, we don't and you, you were great. So, but a lot of people don't know Baby Diamond. So I know you're a funny guy, very smart when it comes to, uh, you know, medicinal use of marijuana. And like, you know that our... And the science of it, but um, well, I'm learning still. But I know it pretty good. But besides, uh, so you're you're also co-host of Hunter Moore. But you also and have, I have a, my own podcast, as well. which is called what? The Weedest. Okay. But if you go on iTunes, it's just like the Diamond Baby. Yeah, it's just yeah. Okay. Diamond Baby. So, so here I am. I want to know because I, I I don't know how did you guys meet. I met Hunter through a friend of mine who invited me to go on his. Uh, was it the shutting down of the website party? Is that what that was? No, the website had been done, and we run it out. Well, we, we were going to have a huge like Project X house party, so I right. invited a bunch of friends to come, and they all bailed, so I told them to invite anybody they knew, and, so, and sluts, basically. So then Brody, our friend, our mutual friend, brought him out, and I was like, hey, man. And he's like, hey, man. And then that was it. Like, I knew who he was. I, I had sent him like stuff for the site yeah. on Twitter. Because me and Brody were some of the original like first submitters for the site. Dude, without them, isn't it, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Wait, when did you guys meet? Like a couple of years ago then? No, but yeah, but through the yeah, internet. But we met they, like multiple years ago. We met through, the, through Twitter. Yeah, I no, see. but even before that, we, I met, we met at a show or something. Yeah, shit. I met him when I was a little ass kid, like 13 or 14 at a venue in, in Roseville, which is like a suburb of here. Yeah. And then like it, I didn't even remember who he fucking was. He didn't even remember, and then I thought about. It. I was like, "How was that?" We talked about. It. He talked about a show, and I was like, "I was at that fucking show." Now that I remember, I met you at that show like days ago. But th that night, I like, I didn't even really think about it. Like, I never really get that sort of like shock and awe of someone famous. I'm like, "Oh, dude, you're a person. That's cool. What's up?" Yeah, man? you know what I mean. Unless I'm drunk, and then I act weird. But so we like kicked it that night, and then he would invite me over every once in a while to smoke. He would just be like, "I need to go to sleep." You know what I mean? Come bring me weed. So I would do that for him, and then all of a sudden, he, in his little maniacal genius brain, was like, I think this, I think I can make money off him. <laughs> so <laughs> he turned me into a stoner celebrity on Twitter. And you guys are also a business partner, right? Because, um, well, because the yeah, podcast, we're, we're, merch. Yeah. We were dating, yeah, our business partner. So you guys made through. <laughs> Sorry, we apologize, everyone. I'm a lot slower. Because yeah. <laughs> it, do it does make me pause a lot. Like your face is fucking priceless. Funny, yeah. Priceless. But well, uh, first of all, everyone who's listening to this show, we yeah, just did hurt. another. We just did another podcast where I did. Dare podcast, and the and whole time he's smoking with us yeah. for an hour. I, I I really thought we only did it for five minutes. I didn't realize that it was a little over an hour. No, I legitimately I refer to this like when you smoke this yeah. this hash, I refer to it as like time traveling, because sometimes you don't even realize. Like I thought it was like ten minutes. It, yeah, it just boom, and just an hour's gone, two hours are gone. 
There's times where I, I'm sitting in my house and I'll take too many dabs and I'll pass out for four hours, wake back up, the half the day is gone. Hunter's blown up my phone. Where the fuck are you? Dab <laughs> naps. <laughs> like little girls. No, but yeah, so anyways, yeah, he didn't, but he does really well in front of people. That's what I'm saying. Like, he went from someone who didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be seen, talk to anybody. And now his fucking guy's taking pictures with people and. That was you know. the first time, and that was the weirdest shit ever. Yeah, but, but, I, but I love that. You know, this it's last cool. weekend in Bakersfield was the first time I had people legitimately come up to me, like random. I did not see them coming, I, and I wasn't with Hunter at, from the, at the beginning. All of a sudden, the kid walked up to me. He's like, hey, oh, shit, it's Hunter, too. Can I take pictures hey, with you guys? Like, just to stroke my dick a little more, did you, what does that make you think of my powers? It's scary. the internet when you someone's taking a picture with you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how the internet works, dude? It's yeah. crazy. Fucking insane. And it was just a weird thing because I was like thinking in my head, I'm like, dude, fucking seven months ago, I did not exist like to you guys. I was still doing everything I was fucking doing. Right. I just wasn't showing it. So wait, so Hunter, when you made Baby Diamond, how long did it take before when you decided to do podcasts like... You know what, baby will be good on the show. Well, we it started with you though, because you, I did. So I did like the naughty show, and like I've done a bunch of radio shows. That's, that's right. That's podcast, right. And then you went to LA. And yeah. Then I did a podcast, and like, but it always set up like a radio show, and yeah. then we did your podcast, and then that changed it for me. I was like, fuck yes, I could do this. So then I went. So the second I got home, I went and bought all the shit. And oh, then, I'm glad, man. And then baby, I was like, oh, dude, we need to put you on the on this podcast i want to do and then we did like five of them yeah. and then we didn't know how to record and then finally one night i sat here got high as fuck and we tried to figure room. it out and we did it and, and then, then it, it, it was huge yeah our great podcast got how many plays on it's like yeah before we went to itunes and this was the first one we ever had we right twenty three thousand plays dude is that right on soundcloud Fuck! I wish, yeah. I, get, I wish I could get twenty three thousand. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. So you know, I'll be right back. Though, so. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was a it was a crazy thing. It's just it's really trippy because like I I'd, I'd never looked at the internet like anything like right. it is now, and now it's like weird. People know who I am. No, I I think when I see you guys, like it's it's a great team. You know, you guys have a fun time doing your podcast, and. He's crazy. I'm level-headed. It works. And you guys are business partners. But it's really fun watching you guys interact. Like, it's like one, just every second is fun time for you guys. You know what I mean? Well, it, that's, that's why I enjoy it, doing the podcast or anything with him, like, when we hang out. It's not like when we, go to, when we travel out of town to do these parties, it's, like, it's not like we have to go and do this stuff to hang out with these people. You want to do it. Yeah, it's me and him. And we sit that we're some of them. It's me and him. We're sitting at his house at like eight o'clock at night. Yeah. And all of a sudden we'll be like, hey, man, you want to go to Reno? <laughs> and he'll be like, let's go to fucking Reno. And then we all of a sudden we'll tweet, hey, Reno, we're coming to fucking rage. And then, and then we, we just we just party like it's not like we do it all because we want to have fun and we want everyone else to have fun. It's not because we want to show off or you know, whatever. It's. Well, I want people I will, to interact. I just, I just want to bring my experience to people that don't ever get to do that shit. Yeah. And, that's, sure. and I, then with my thing with the weed is, is I want to show everyone fucking weed isn't this terrible thing that you know that it may be. For sure. Hey, but serious note though, really quick. Before you pass the fuck out, it needs you to move your car. 
Oh, really? Just park it up. Because, yeah, she won't be able to get out. Is it my car? Is it your car? My car. Yeah, right, I, 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 I'm parking in the street over here like this. My car oh. in the driveway. Yeah. Oh, well, then it's you. I'm leaving. I thought you were staying. Okay, well, then I'll leave it. I'll move it. Or you can stay. Or I can stay. Or leave. Or leave. Anyways. Fucking hi. I wish that was my car. Anyway, uh, um... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, alright. Nice uh, sorry about that. I'm sorry. Guys. <laughs> Fucking high. So, um, let's talk. When you guys go on the road, right? You guys have these crazy parties. A lot of hot girls show up. I noticed, like, you went to Ohio a lot, didn't you, last year? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I've been to Ohio before. It's a nice day. But that is crazy and wild and fun, like San Francisco, L.A., or New York City. So you are doing public service by bringing fun to those places, right? Yeah, right? but Ohio is fucking the most insane fucking place to party, dude. It is fucking insane. I said the same thing to him. I was like, I bet Ohio is like shit compared to when you go to New York. And he goes, no, no, no. It's the opposite. They don't have... Hey. They don't get cool shit. So when shit pops, it fucking pops. And the girls are so fucking fine. Because they're either fine as fuck, like tens, or they're fucking half-retarded mongoloid. Jesus. Like. Is that one picture with the hillbilly chick from Akron? Is that one with the blonde chick where she's like, ha? No, that was, that was Texas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, dude, just saying, like, it's fucking nuts out there. So you've, you've done, like, Cleveland, Cincinnati. I'm doing Ohio again after this. After oh, you Chicago are? This weekend, yeah. Going back out there, it's a fucking shithole, but it's insane. So is Ohio one of your favorite states to work? Yeah, Ohio, yeah, I'd say, but uh, New York City, obviously, but uh, Montreal, hands down. Montreal's and, number one for you. Well, Canada, all Canada. Toronto comes in there too, but Toronto's too fucking Euro. But Montreal, fucking A. Well, why, why, why do you get such a good reaction in Montreal? Because for one, Manwin's based out of Montreal, you know? So you already got that porno pop population right, going right. on. And then uh, they've got a European attitude, but they got that fucking, like, I don't know, French, not French, uh, like American swag kind of. Yeah. So it's like just normal, but they speak fucking French and they party like French people. But I don't know, it's weird. And the girls are beautiful and like you got like a different culture, but you're really not anywhere different. So I don't know, there's like a lot of things and they're just cool ass people. Way cooler than Toronto, dude. And actually all Canada. <laughs> So you do real? I didn't, I didn't know that. They're more outgoing. They don't give a fuck. Like sex is reg, you know. It's just badass. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't even know you were that big in. in uh, I know you were big in the states, but I didn't know you were big in Canada. I didn't know. That. I didn't either. I don't even know where fucking like, these people come from. It's weird. I've had people from Canada drive like from nuts provinces, like you know, fifteen hours to check out your show in like Ohio or New York or something, or in Montreal. Yeah. Montreal's nuts, dude. <laughs> I don't know. You, you played a show in Montreal? No. I'm, I'm paying from Canada. So oh, that's right. In. You can't go to yeah. Canada. I can't go back to Canada. But the one time I was in Montreal, which was 10 years ago, it's fantastic. I mean, it probably has something to do with French and being Catholic. There's, there's a lot of strip clubs in Montreal. Yeah. And they're more sexually, like, French are, open-minded. You know? French are, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and their strip clubs are terrific. So, if you, but it's not like they're like shady people. No, no, no. Like sex. It's like like they have a very healthy attitude about sex, and they're open minded. Yeah, yeah. The Canadians are cool like that. Um, All Canadians are just they're they're real polite. They're fucking. I don't know. They're just cool ass motherfuckers. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, this weekend Russell Peters performing at the Sacramento Punchline, and Russell's like one of the most beloved person in Canada. Yeah. You can't even walk around. Is he here. Canadian? Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's from Toronto. Um, a lot of funny people come from Canada. Seriously. Yeah. A lot Jim of talent Perry. comes from Toronto. Like insane. So like Toronto's like the little LA dude. Drake. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't say Detroit. Maybe Detroit. New York. <laughs> Toronto's pretty nice city. It's it's a, it's a great town. Um, Montreal's is beautiful though. So Hunter, so haven't um, you know we haven't done interviews since yeah six months ago. What's going on and you know, what's what's new with you? Fuck everything. I changed my whole game. Then uh, I got this guy. Baby Diamond. I mean, I, I mean, everything I do now is just strictly business. I don't like. I used to like not take it so seriously because yeah. as anyone up was still kind of just had turned off. But now, yeah, I'm like I work every day. I don't stop working. Fucking working right now. Like a second I wake up, I'm working. So like, and then my business and everything's changed. Like we're doing the IAU app. Um, Brock. Got this guy. I don't know. I'm fucking high. Wait, 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 where could, where can, where can the fans find a website for your merch merchandise? Uh, just huntermore.myshopify. But fuck my shit. Go buy this guy's seventy dollar pin. I make more money. <laughs> so wait, wait, talk, wait baby. Now, so talk about your uh, seventy dollar pen that okay. you could use to smoke. Um, wonderful ingredients. I sell a concentrate pen. Uh, okay. It's a. Uh, yeah, it's a. It's a Handing him his uh, pen. Yeah, because they can see it. Uh, <laughs> it's called the Diamond Baby Tripstick. Uh, right. It's not like I legitimately crafted this design. I'm going to say outright and fair. Like it is a design that's already on the market. At right. Least the like the model is. Yeah. The thing is, is I sell a bigger battery. It has an LCD screen with a hit counter and a battery. All right. Like meter on it. But the difference between my vaporizer pen and majority majority of the other ones, because I know you said you hang out with Joey Diaz. He has vaporizer pens. He talks about all the time. Like yeah. The Eureka one or whatever, the yeah. little black one. I know what it is. The shitty one? Yeah. But I hate the, that one. Yeah. Those, okay, like it, the, that tank style, it's like a G pen. Okay. And in it, it's, a, uh, it's basically like a bowl, and they have like a little coil, and yeah. it floats in the middle of it, and it, it's suspended. So, like, if you fuck with it a little too much, it breaks. And then you're out 50 bucks and you have to buy another one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't vape like that well. Like, it falls apart. You, you, you see this thing, you're clicking the button for three seconds and you're getting like a cloud of smoke like you're hitting yeah. a joint. You know what I mean? And it tastes good, breathes easy, and it's comfortable. It looks good. You know what I mean? Those pens, they're cheap. They're light. They, like, they don't hold a charge. What do you think of his pen? Yeah, what do you think of it? No, it's... You tell me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little biased because this is a very easy, fancy way, and and you know you, I don't think police gonna harass you because it looks. Anytime I've been asked about that anywhere, because I smoke that in restaurants. Yeah. Like, anytime anyone's ever said anything to me, all I say is, "Oh, it's an e-cig." What? Yeah. It doesn't smell. It doesn't smell like it doesn't like smell. No, it doesn't. And do you like it? The the product is great. <laughs> I, I don't I don't feel back pain. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. Amazing essential oils. How do you feel? Well. How do you yeah, feel? Relaxed. 
it, it, because I got unemployed in February 2012, so last, what, <laughs> 16 months. Basically, I've been mostly sleeping on couch, people's couch and shit like that, right? Oh. So my back Your was back already, uh, fucked, up. fucked up, but, you know, so it's, it's in pain, but I haven't felt this peaceful <laughs> and comfortable in a long fucking time. Well, we'll make sure you're properly you medicated. You good tonight. Yeah, though, sleep amazing tonight, sir. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll leave this in here if we have yeah. to. <laughs> so what, what what's the website that, that could, people can uh, purchase your stuff? The diamondbaby.myshopify.com. Uh, okay. What's your Twitter? The Diamond Baby. Yeah. Okay. What, what, what's your Twitter? Yeah, for real. My Twitter is the Diamond Baby. There's no at the Diamond Baby. Okay. Oh yeah, I guess you have to yeah. say that. <laughs> Fuck. I, 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 want to, I want people to get to know you because you guys are great. Um, Thank you, Yoshi. Team. So, I want um, to know them. <laughs> so I, I want them to know them too. <laughs> this is just going to annoy the listeners. Yeah, guys, I, know, uh, I never knew you spoke so much, Yoshi. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I want them to know you don't mind say, uh, If you don't mind me asking, uh, how old are you? 22. Oh my God. I'm old enough to be your dad. I'm twice as older than you. I'm yeah. 44. I am, I am literally taking dr illegal drugs from a child. That's what I'm doing right here. <laughs> These aren't no. illegal drugs. You're just well, okay, okay, I'm taking illegal... You're taking um, legal medication from I'm a child. I'm taking legal, magical medication from, from a god. the best person to take it from, though. From a young, educated horticulturalist. Yes. <laughs> horticulturalist. <laughs> no, I'm not your average horticulturalist, though. <laughs> I'm not wearing Birkenstocks and fucking Osh, I'll tell you that much. It's it's terrific. I know I know people think it's funny, uh, but I mean that was like one. I mean it's relaxing smoking that stuff, man. My my, my back is feeling good. See, but I make all types of it. I can make this. Well, how did, how did you learn to do that? I mean, I mean it's not like you could go to school, can you? No. <laughs> well, you can. There's certain places like they have that stuff like Oaksterdam or whatever. But I, in my theory. I feel like that's bullshit. Everything they teach you that they charge you to, to learn, right. if you take your own fucking time and read some books and read some forums, you can learn it all yourself. And, and if you get into that field, like, okay, like in, if you decide, like, hey, I, I, maybe I want to grow something. If you're in like a legal state where it's allowed, you can go to a, like, a, like a hydro shop to get all the stuff. Yeah. And normally there's going to be someone there who's going to give you some advice on what to do. They know. They know you're going to grow weed probably, or they'll give you some sneaky way to talk about it. Right. And they'll give you some advice. So, like, you're not alone in it. So when these people go and they try and they go to those schools and they try and learn it that way, yeah. and they're forcing it because they, like, have to learn it, usually they don't do that fucking well. Because it's, it, it really is part science and part art. And I, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not joking when I say you're like Picasso of. <laughs> well, you haven't seen my rooms, dude. Cultivation. <laughs> if, you, if you saw, like, the rooms, you would get a whole different view of it because it's... At that point, then it then it's becoming science and art because I I just like I experiment constantly. Like there's there's certain times where I need to be consistent for like yeah. dispensaries because you have to have certain medications for certain times for patients as well. Yeah. But all the other times I'm experimenting because I'm constantly trying to develop a new strain for this. I'm trying to develop a hundred percent CBD strain that doesn't get you high. Well, let me ask you this because uh, from the first time you smoked marijuana. How long did it take before you feel like you, you're like a master uh, making these I'm products? Still, I still don't feel like I'm a master. I feel like I'm really good at it. That's why he's going to Seattle. That's why I'm going to Seattle is to learn more. Okay. I, he's going to school yeah. next weekend. Yeah, I'm going to Seattle next weekend, the 20th to the 22nd, to, uh, to go to some... Because the, they have a lot more extracts up 
there. Right. So I'm going to a f- like a few different lab- labs and stuff to to learn their processes and what they do. Who, who's considered like having the best marijuana, like Vancouver or? <laughs> they say uh, California. Is that right? But, but in my theory, you can get it pretty much almost anywhere. Right. Okay. <laughs> because the thing is this: I unfortunately I do know people that do illegal things. So I do know for a fact that California weed is going out all over the country. Right. So to say that the best weed in, in the country is only in California is you're fucking kidding yourself. Okay. You know what I mean? Cause, but you are going to get a significantly higher grade weed in California and Colorado. And, and in any, any legalized state. That's climate though, right? Climate and, and availability. Like, and all, but actually, if you look at it, it's all like Northwest and Western states that are fucking growing the most premium cannabis. Like, it's, it's climate and just people. I feel like it's also the type of person. Because I, I really enjoy smoking the stuff from Vancouver, Canada. And I was shocked because my friend and I, we drove up there and we were too lazy. We were just standing in the uh, middle of the street, literally in the middle of the street in Vancouver, Canada. And cop just said, what the hell are you doing? Just go down the alley. Like, they, they were not interested in arresting us. Just like they just said, like, can you just be more smart about where you smoke? Oh you yeah, know? that. And I'm like, I was telling you earlier, like in certain places in LA, like they'll they'll do that too because it's, it's waste of time arresting. It's people. gotten to the point where it's what you're gonna arrest everybody. You're gonna give, put everybody in jail for smoking a joint, you asshole. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. come on, what am I doing? Who am I harming? So like. There's been times where legitimately cops have just been like, yeah, put that out. You know what I mean? Real quick, just put it out just for me. And then be like, they'll walk away. You can light up again, bro. Like, as they're walking away. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Or If they're being that cool, you should respect them. You know not, what I mean? No, I'm always respectful of police officers unless they're those assholes trying to, like, prove a point. Yeah. Because I've had guys that'll say, like, my card is void or something. You know what I mean? They'll just try and be like, yeah, well, uh, federally, this isn't accepted. And I just, well, I'm like, well, cool thing, you're a state cop, huh? Like, good thing you work in my county, and I yeah. pay your, your fucking, like, I pay your paycheck with my tax money. Like, you're not a federal agent, so you do not have federal jurisdiction. Like, that's my thing. I don't know. If, if you're an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole back. Respect is always given until respect is taken. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it should go both ways. That's, yeah. yeah. That, why, why do we like getting high? What did you say? Why, why do we like getting high? That can vary each person, dude. Yeah. Well, for me, it's very relaxing. My back. I hate it. And when you guys smoke weed, I feel like I'm spending time with my family because your <laughs> eyes are all fucked up. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> hi, Yoshi. What is that? talking like anime. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh yeah, that's pretty good. Wow, you watch a lot of fucking Japanese anime what happened? porn. My eyes are closed. Like food and I. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? My eyes are too little. What'd you do? You're, you smoked a lot of. No, what'd you do? What did I do to you? No, what'd you do right now? When? Right now. Why were you guys laughing? Oh, I said, I said, <laughs> you didn't hear what I said. I was laughing because his impression of Japanese voice was really good. Oh. I was like, Yoshi-san. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> right? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> You're cheapin'. Be careful over there. We're so, out soon. <coughs> maybe, Don, when you went to one, one of Hunter's first parties, you know, you see a lot of, like, I, I don't want to insult him, but they look kind of slutty, but hot girls. You're not insulting me. You're not insulting. So, I mean... Uh, 
Yeah, you said, that was um, that, so that night on the that night the first night I met him. Yeah. When so we all hopped in an excursion, okay, to like go to that party because it was an stretch SI. excursion. Yeah, it was like a limo excursion or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And we all drive down the party, and then all of a sudden he gets a call like on the way there, and he goes, "Oh fuck, we can't go. The cops raided the party. Apparently there was like a helicopter." So like, then wait, he, where was this? This is in Sacramento. This is no. SF. Like no, yeah, Bay Area, area okay. you know what I mean. So then, um, so then he's like, "Well, fuck it, we have the limo all night. Let's just party in the limo." Yeah. So then Badass. we like just picked. It Badass. was like me, Hunter, and Brody. So three guys. It was bad. And this fool just picked up like twenty <laughs> girls. He just like we stopped like at two different hotels, and the limo filled with like twenty girls. Just like that. Just like that. Tweeted it out. He tweeted it out. And, and I flew, like some strippers and he flew some strippers down from Oregon. Wait, so when was this? Like a year, like a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. A year and a half. A while ago. Is that right? So you tweet a bunch of girls that just show up? Yeah, that's every time. I'm a badass motherfucker. But uh, so that that was like. <laughs> no, it was like I had that. A, I, I tweeted had, it. No, out. I know. I, I know you'll be modest, but you, 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 when, you, when Hunter Moser show up, hot girls will show up. I mean, girls show up. It's not because of me. They just want. Why you? What do you need? What do you need? When I do it, only trannies show up. So yeah, what do you need, Yoshimal? Are you, oh, you in the trannies? <laughs> what do you no, need, Yoshimal? <laughs> More of that fucking weed tomorrow. Oh, I'll get it. I'll leave it. I'll leave some for you. Um, so you, you, you guys, you guys are having parties all, all over the place, and should yeah, you just give him a pen? No, 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 no. That's fine. Just save it. So next time when you're down in LA. When you mean like Joey Diaz and Ari Shafir, and uh, those are the guys you need to give it to. Before he, before you leave, you should let him take a dab. Yeah, before I, to put you to sleep, I'll give you one out of the glass, dude. You'll okay. be, you'll feel like a fucking god. I don't know, dude. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Wait, just marijuana, right? Yeah, it's the, it's the same oil that's in the pen. Yeah, but you're taking but it the up thing ass. Is, okay, so like well, no, the same ass. amount that I load that pen that yeah. goes around us, this little circle like 50 times is a one direct shot all into you at once. Oh, oh, oh. 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 <laughs> yeah. It will knock me out. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I mean, that's just too much. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, should you know, fuck you up, dude. But I, I also <laughs> know how to dose it very small. Like, I do, it, I do it for Hunter. When he goes, I need to go to sleep, I give him, like, a little, like... And he immediately... Your dreams are fucking nuts. You have, like, lucid dreams. You, Because you're, like, fully... It's exa- I wake up and I'm like, fuck, I was on a journey or some shit. Yeah, it's... It's, it's medicine. Yeah, for sure. But uh, it's gone. It, I take it. To, I don't even smoke flowers anymore. I have a hell flowers. That's what weed is. It's flowers. Yeah. That's when when you grow a marijuana plant, it has vegetative growth, and then it goes into its flower cycle, which produces the buds that which people call. I never heard anybody call it a flower before, though. That's technically the the term for it. Is that right? <laughs> it's funny when I look at you. You're high, but when it comes to marijuana, you you become like a, a, a scientist. See how excited he gets too. Yeah, but yeah. like, you, see, you're goofy now. <laughs> but as soon as I ask you how what's the composition of marijuana, you're a fucking old Einstein on my ass. Jesus, I know. It's dude comes with the territory. You know, at least at least I know what I'm doing to a degree. Well, I mean, well, the new Doctor Phil. But when, when did you start? Like, two. I I've been growing for like five years now. So barely... It's like 17. 17. Well, how, how, I don't understand. How are you able to do that? Like, what... what how, did, you, how did I get so good? How did you good at it? And how, where do you do it? And like, okay. 
So that, what, what, how, so why would your parents will let you do that? Oh, at the house? No, they didn't let me do it. Okay. <laughs> so when I was 17, I had a well, 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 go back even earlier than that. When, 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 when was the first time you smoked weed? Seven, like, like my 17th birthday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like when you were 12 or 13. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm not dumb. <laughs> so you, I'm going to say that. You wait, sh- you I'm should. just going to say it. I'm going to have to pass I'm out right now. So uh, I guess Hunter's out for I'm this. Out. Yoshi, uh, yeah. He has, he has a show anything. in Chicago tomorrow, so he has to be up at 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you, you got to go. We talk. I, I think we should have taped it earlier when we were actually having yeah, a conversation. Yeah, don't even worry about it. No trip. But um, Hunter, I'm really excited. I know there's a couple projects you're working on. We can't talk about it. But um, this is a very exciting time for you. Good job with Rolling Stone Magazine. And I know you're going to have a, um, a lot of work on the road in Europe. I hope so because... I need those hairless buttholes, dude. Those Scandinavian girls are just incredible. <laughs> Sweden, so... Yeah, well, um, thanks, Yoshi. Uh, well, I'll, uh, well, thanks for doing our show too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fun. So and, you uh, do his show tonight or yeah, tomorrow? Tomorrow we'll do it yeah. tomorrow. And um, you know, safe trip. I know it's late, and you have to yeah. get up. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Oh, I guess I'm sleep hunter. Thanks, man. Thanks for doing the show. And um, I definitely want to get you on there for the third time. No, definitely. Then we'll definitely do it in, in depth. Um, you know, yeah. long. Because no, when you come back and then we come back from Seattle, we'll go down to LA. We'll do his podcast. Okay. You were our first real guest, so it was kind of yeah. cool to have an actual. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it was different. It was awesome. All right, well, thanks, Yoshi. All right, good night. Turn your mic off, Tim. Please. It just has a little clicker. No. We'll, we'll take care of it. No, it's right there, yeah. 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 Hunter. <laughs> Hugs. Yeah, hit me up. Yeah, good luck tomorrow. Be safe in All Chicago. Right, They're going to have a good time with you. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that card. No, I'll leave it downstairs. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. All right, buddy. Hunter Moore, thanks. Very yeah, successful. Yeah. All right. Baby, so what, what were we... So you were talking about... Okay, so, oh, so you smoked the first time when you were 17. Yeah. Then um, you liked it. Yeah. And, and somehow, immediately, you got into business of making that. No, 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 no. No. How did it happen? So, I, it was like my birthday, and then I had a friend um, who knew some people up in Grass Valley, which is like a very prominent area up here for growing. And they... By the way, we're in Sacramento, which is Sacramento, northern part of California. California. Yes. Yeah. And Capitol um, as well. Yes, that as well. Uh, but, uh, so, they, so every year, there's, there's massive grow ops, and then there's a massive harvest season. You know, these people have like 100, 300 plants right. that they cut down, and each plant has like four or five pounds of product on it that needs to be trimmed because everyone thinks that you can just pull it off the plant and smoke it. No, no, no. You have to take it down, clip it up, manicure it like down to its fine product, then jar it up, keep it in a dark space, cure it for multiple weeks, and then it's ready to be smoked afterwards. It, it's a lengthy process, you know what I mean? So when there's like five people running an operation of 300 plants, there's no way five people can get that product ready in a fashionable amount of time. So they usually hire people to come up and trim it I was fortunate enough to get invited up to go do that. Um, and but who invited you? I don't want to My friend, she was like, her, like, I guess she babysitted for the people who owned that, the plantation. And she like vouched for me, I guess, and said like, hey, do you want to come do this? And I was like, sure. Like, are they, what do they want? And they said like, well, they just want you to trim stuff. And they said they'll pay you. And I was like, how much are they going to pay? They said $300 a pound. So I was like... 
Wait, you're going to give me $300 just to clip it up? Is this legal? It's under the table work, technically. I'm, 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 never mind that part, but is, is it... Is their operation legal? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they were medical growers, and they had their, their, their licenses and their permits and everything. Wait, so how long does it take you to do a pound? It can take anywhere between 8 to, like, 13 hours. Which is pretty good pay. That's a hell of a good pay. That's what I'm saying. So I was a 17-year-old kid walking home every day with $300. I would go up there every morning at 8 a.m. and I'd come back at like 8 or 9 p.m. and $300 in my pocket. And the guy, the guy who owned it, I'm not going to say his name, you know what I mean? But uh, Mr. He, X. Yeah, he, he saw that. He was like, how old? Like, he just asked me, he's like, how old are you? I was like, 17. You know, and he's like, He's like, I have people that are like 30 years old, and they, I can't even rely on them as much as I can rely on you. He's right. Like, the, since the first day you've been up here, you've been up here 30 days in a row, and you haven't missed a day, and you've never been late. And I was like, well, yeah, I want to help. Like, that's, that I've, I've, whenever anyone says anything nice, I always, yeah. that's my, always my number one thing. Like, I'm just trying to help, man. But in 30 days, you made like almost nine grand. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I was 17. <laughs> that's pretty good for 17 year old. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> It was cool, but so then he just like he. But after that, he goes, "Well, do you want to start? I have some favors you can do for me. You know what I mean? I'll take you on, and I'll teach you some things along the way." So it just like progressed little by little. Yeah. And then it became to a point where I lived in the hills for a year. Okay. And I learned how to grow. But I mean, you were still living with your parents, right? Yeah. But, but they didn't know what you were doing. They didn't know what I. I my dad. Is a businessman, and he, he, was, he runs around a lot. Right. As long as I wasn't in trouble, he didn't really worry. Okay. You know what I mean? They knew that I wasn't doing anything stupid. I'm not coming home with dark circles under my eyes, yeah. you know, like tweaked out or anything. I'm and not, let's be honest, you're making 300 bucks a day. I never struggled for money, and they never, I never looked like anything was wrong. They didn't right. know how much money I had. My dad, well, because I live with my dad. My mom's not in the picture, but like my dad... Like, I would hide it. You know, I can't show my dad I'm making $9,000 a month. It's fucking ridiculous. So, but you were going to school too. Oh, yeah. I was still going to school. That was during the summer, like, because it's after, like, oh, 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 okay, summer. Okay. But then I, because I graduated my junior year of high school. So I was already out of high school when I was 17. Okay. I was in college at the time, but it was during, like, the off season of school. So, um, I was doing that, and then he started having me do... When I was old enough, I got my card, yeah, my medical card. So then when you have your card, you can... Okay, can you explain, because uh, some people who listen to this show, they live in the overseas, probably places that uh, marijuana is illegal. So instead of California, if you have and a... And in other states uh, in the U.S., if you have a either medical ailment um, or any sort of like diagnosed condition, you yourself can go to a clinic and ask for a recommendation for marijuana. No doctor in a, in a like, hospital is going to readily tell you you need to go smoke cannabis, but doctors have their own private clinics that they set up right. where they will like, take into consideration your thing. Wait, 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 wait. I don't understand. So if you have a doctor working at the regular um, you hospital... You could probably ask him. You okay. could. You could. I bet you you probably could. If, okay. he, if he's your like, private pra- practitioner or whatever, you right. know what I mean? But like... No, like at a major hospital, is if you like, we're like, hey, can you prescribe me pot? He's gonna be like, no, no. But I can prescribe you the Vicodin. You okay. know what I mean? Because they don't make money which makes no that. sense because Vicodin is more addicting. It's addicting know? and dangerous. Dangerous for sure. You know what I mean? Or like, oh my god, you have anxiety? No, you can't smoke cannabis. Here's Xanax. You know, like that's what they do. But right. 
that's because they make money off of it. For sure. Like that that's the thing is like when I when people ask me like how can you just walk into a clinic and decide that you need to smoke weed? And my my like rebuttal to that is how can they show you a commercial on TV and tell you to ask your doctor about Cialis for your whatever for sure for your erectile dysfunction or Ritalin or, or whatever or really yeah. ask your doctor about that. No, no. Ask yourself what you want. And I'm saying, I don't want to take your pills because I don't know what's in them. And that's my thing. And I basically, I'm not saying like marijuana or cannabis can be the cure for everything. Right. But I will say that it's a fix for a lot of shit. For that sure. They, that they're putting pills on. You know what I mean? So, but that, that, so what, they, what you can do is you go into the clinic and the doctor will like look, give you a checkup. He'll look at your medical documents. Yeah. He'll, he'll double check it and everything. And then you get your card. And then once you get that card, you, are medical, you have a recommendation for medical marijuana. Does those things expire or are they permanent? They do. They're a year. They're, they're a year or six months. It's usually about I that. See. And then you just go and renew it. But once you have it, it's just, you just renew it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's fine after that. And, but, but that gives you access to any dispensary in your state. Right. And some of them out of state. It's certain states like go inside. So if you have one of those pass, how much can you buy a month? As is there a limit? As, as much as you want. So there's no limit. In California, you can buy as much as you want. You just can't have more than a half pound on you with your normal card. Ah, okay. Yeah. So it's eight ounces. You can't have. You can't have more than eight ounces on you. So your 17-year-old kid, this guy, Mr. X. This yeah. Guy, Mr. When I when I turned 18, he he said, "Go get your card." Yeah. And I got my card. And then he goes, "Well, you're gonna start doing dispensary deliveries for me." And I was like, "Okay, that's fine." You know what I mean? So then he had me running, you know, and then I got my, my vendor's license, which, right. which allows you to carry a, a larger amount because you have to be able to carry a larger amount to, to give it to the dispensaries. You know, making a half pound run is only going to last three hours in a dispensary. That goes away right. real quick. So then once you get your vendor card, you're allowed to carry a larger amount of weight. And then so How much can you carry? I think at that point I had like, I think it was a 10 or 15 pound card. Oh my God. So literally, you could get pulled over with 10 pounds of weed, and all you have to do is show that card, you're right. Yeah, it's in my trunk. Yeah. It's locked. It's not, I'm not smoking it. I'm driving to a dispensary. That's awesome. You wouldn't stop an ambulance delivering fucking pills to a hospital. That's true. You know, like that's, I'm perfectly doing within the legal confines of the state. You know what I mean? So, so what, what was it paying you? Because before you were making 300 bucks. $300 right? an hour. See, that's when shit changed. How much? I made a lot more. On a 10, so like for every pound of, of cannabis, the price ranges anywhere from street value. It could be anywhere between 16 to like 27. Right. In a, in a dispensary, it ranges anywhere from 2000 to $3,800 a pound. So what, what, Why is the big difference? Because uh, dispensaries require yeah. higher grade material because ah. it needs to be medical grade. I see. Like, super high quality, higher potency, very pure, like, very flushed. Like, the, the thing you say about smoking weed and it's really harsh, a lot of the time that's, that's not because, like, weed is harsh. It's not because there's chemicals left in it. So, no wonder, because I... Because sometimes you'll smoke weed and you're like, oh, my God, this is delicious and it's amazing. And then, you'll, then someone else will hand you a different joint. And you're like, ah, the fuck? I get a film in my mouth. I get phlegm. Like... That's because there's either nutrients or they left shit in the soil, and that all goes into the trichomes, which then you are inhaling into your body. It's it's really hard. It it almost feels like I'm 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 smoking ash, yeah. you know. But your stop, like I said, well, this is oils. This concentrate. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's you are smoking the very 
very just concentrated source of what you need out of the plant. Right. And is my the, head is yeah. I hit it right now. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, it's but nice. so it's so nice, like, but it's not good for podcasts because I'm having a hard time remembering stuff. Um so going Wait, back, so me, this guy how much was I making? I was making a good amount. I don't want to it was a lot of money. Okay, it's a lot of money. And this, so, this guy saw potential in you because yeah. obviously you're a young young go getter, very smart. And you're very reliable. So you're you're. Uh, I was 18 now, years old. You you now you're driving. So what do you, where you, where you go after you drive? What's the next? I would, what the stage I went or how far I was driving? How, what's the promotion after driving? Oh, uh, living on the plantation. And why why do you is it for a security reason or what? It was to learn everything about how to grow and for security and just like as a field hand kind of thing. Like I I started out in the beginning of the summer. Yeah. Or of like the, the season, you know, and I went out there, I planted all the clones in the field, and then I was out there every day watering them, checking for pests, spraying them, like maintaining the crops, putting up fences. Because you do have, you have pests, you have bears, rabbits, deer, all that. And then Wait, you, they eat? They, they'll eat the plants, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then, but then on top of that, because the area is so well known for, for growing cannabis, you have thieves. So it is a security thing as well. It's, and it's, but you didn't have to worry about police because this was a legal operation. Legal, we had sheriffs come and check out the operation. Okay. There, there were sheriffs that would walk through our fields and be like, wow, you guys are doing good this year. You know what I mean? Like, they, they know that that city's basically, their fucking economy is based off of it. If it, these it, guys it, don't do good, no one does good in that town because no one's spending any fucking money. That's amazing. And that's mostly Northern California, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Northern California. What's I can't remember that area now. Emerald Triangle. Mendocino Mendocino County, yeah. like Yolo County and then Placer County as well. Is but, it is it something in the land that make the best weed? It's the climate. Climate. It's the I, I don't know. And it's I don't know. I really it's like the people, the climate and the soils really work really good as well. See, Northern California is amazing. You have Silicon Valley. You have a places that you just mentioned make marijuana. And, of course, you have a Napa Valley with wine. You know, it's, um, I, I don't know what it is. It's just Northern California has that healthy, kind of happy vibe to that place. Just let, let us live kind yeah. of thing. I, and I, I love that. And that's, yeah, so. But then I was on the plantation, and then he taught me how to grow. What did he learn, Mr. X? What did he learn to do this? When did he learn? Oh, yeah. uh, he told me when he was like uh, like fourteen or fifteen. He learned when he, he when he was like a little kid. He was taught by his his parents. Jesus Christ, they're <laughs> they're so young and that's that's um yeah almost hard to believe. Like here, son, this, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And yeah, uh, well, he was relatively young. He was only like I think maybe thirty, thirty, maybe thirty-two. He was pretty young, you know what I mean? So like. And, he, and you learned a lot from him, obviously. Everything I know. Everything I know is up to this date. It's like from him, what I've read, and like a few of my friends that I actually listen to what they say. Because the problem in the cannabis world is there's everyone goes like, well, I do this, and I do that, and I heard this, and I heard that, you know? So unless I can see it with my own eyes and I see your product in my hands and I know what you did to it, right. I'm not going to believe what the fuck you just told me. I see. Because that's the problem also in the cannabis world is everyone keeps fucking secrets because everyone's trying to make sure that they're, they're the dude going the best stuff. Even I keep secrets. Right. Everyone wants to know how I make this stuff. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I said. But that, 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 I've only been making this for two years, two and a half years now. But I mean, how, how did you learn to make your secret ingredient? You were just experimenting? Oh, the, the oils? Yeah. I, okay, it was one, I was like, uh, I think it was like a couple of days. Yeah, I was like, right when I was like 20, um, I went up there and all of a sudden I saw a bong with like this crazy attachment on it, like this thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd never seen it before. I was like, the fuck is that? And he was like, oh, this is this new stuff. It's, it's oils. And I was like, that's weed? Because he held it up and it looked like this. So I was like, that doesn't look like weed, man. It's not, it doesn't look like hash I've seen before. Because normal hash is like dark. Yeah. And like crumbly. Yeah. So then he like, he did up with the torch and everything. He's like, just hit it. And I'd hit it. Highest I'd ever fucking gotten in my life. It's more pure that way, isn't it? Oh, it's completely concentrated. Like I told you, like the percentage wise. So like a simple drop of it is like a, a joint to your face or like a blunt to your face. You yeah. Know what I mean, so it, it, I, I was really messed up. And then I asked him, I was like, who made that? Because I've always been really curious about everything involving like marijuana. So he was like, oh, this guy. And I was like, what is it? How do you do it? And he's like, well, you make it with butane. And I was still in college at the time and I was taking chemistry. Okay. So I, I walked up to my professor and I was like, so if I was to use like a, a butane gas to extract an oil from a plant, like how would that work? And he broke down the process for me. And obviously he knew. No, a- I, I, I used it under the guise of his, uh, extracting lavender oil. Yeah. Because it's the same way. Oh, so he didn't suspect that you were doing marijuana stuff. Oh, okay. No. I'm, I'm sure towards the end of, because I had him for multiple semesters, I'm sure towards the end of it, <laughs> yeah. he realized, because I was taking botany and soil science and horticulture and chemistry. Okay. Like, it was like a full load for just growing pot. Yeah. Like, but, because I never went to school to get a degree. Because I never, I never, no one in my field of work need a degree. is going to give a fuck whether I have a degree or not. They care whether I can produce what I can. So, like, I took classes to accent my, my like, growing and that I knew that would be relative to what I was going to do. Right. But I never give a fuck about, like... Degree and stuff. The degree or anything. But you're obviously smart enough to take those classes and get good grades in them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah. That's how I looked at it. I was like, well, if I can do it, I can do it. Then it's whatever. But so then I... So, so Mr. X must sound like, here's the young kid, never complain. You did all the work. You go to school to learn all the necessary knowledge to make you a good grower. So... Are you still working for him or no? No, okay. Uh, he uh, he he just said like go out on your own now. Like he's like anything you need help, you can always call me, you know. But he's like I don't. He's like I one I can't use you because you're not good for business. Because well, why, why, why are you not a good? Because I just like I was like just I, I don't know I I was just like too quick for every with him with him yeah. for everything. So it just was like messing with him. Like I was just always just. On to the next thing and on to the next thing. Yeah. I'm always scheming what can do this and what can do better. And he's always about, I have this. I'm going to do this. Like, he used the same formula for, like, for the entire time I've known him since I was 17, he's used the same nutrient compound and mixture every year. And you want to be creative. You want to try something different. I try new things every time. Right. So I'm always working on what can I do to make this better or what can I do to make this pure. And you know what I mean? So... That's what, like, like I said, the Walter White of um, weed. Yeah, like, I, like the first time I got this stuff tested and I, got, I tested it at 64%, I was like, nope, I can do better. And I threw it out, like just like how he does. I didn't want to smoke it. And then the next time I did it, I got 70%. But when you, re, when you usually smoke normal joint marijuana, how much, what's the percentage of those? It can range anywhere between 5 to like 32. 5 to 32. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I'm doubling so the at maximum be, output at, at, at the best, at the worst. For, you're doubling that. Yeah. Okay. At my worst, I'm doubling it. So at, what 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 do you think you, the best that you ever done? The best I've ever done ninety two or ninety three. It's close somewhere in between there. Jesus. Um, yeah, I mean, ninety two is incredible. <laughs> if you're telling me people buy shit with five percent. Yeah. Well, that's like the normal street weed, like the five dollar bags. Like yeah. that's But like the, anything you're gonna get in a dispensary is anywhere between, you know, it's gonna probably be over fifteen, anywhere fifteen to twenty-seven. You know, it's gonna be high grade. It's they're not gonna get. But you're it. able to make ninety-two percent concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. I can't grow weed. That's that. It's impossible because it's plant material. It's based on the volume of it. So like obviously in a, in a nug, there's only so much trichomes, according to the plant material, compared to this where it's just solid. Got you. You know. So you go on your own. You must make pretty decent money. So I wasn't, because <laughs> in order to do it, I had to start like from the bottom. So I started, and I I never learned to grow indoors. He taught me to grow outside, which is a completely different thing. So then when I, I it's had, more difficult, I would imagine. Outside or inside? Outside. Yeah, outside is easier to be honest. Wait, wait, I don't understand. Why is it easier than outside? If you have all this foreign, uh, you're in the, out in the open. I know, but but it's just like if you just have it, if you have, if you're on your game and you you spray your organicides, yeah, and you make sure you have watering lines and everything. Okay, it can be pretty automated to where you don't have to do much. Why is it more difficult in indoor? It's it's closed environment, and if you if there's like one variable that goes wrong. You can ruin it, like the whole thing. Huh. It sounds counterintuitive. You would think it would be tough. It sounds contrary, doesn't yeah. it? But maybe that, that's just my opinion, to be honest, though. Because I can grow monsters outside and indoors. I, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I, I do good indoors, but I feel like I could always do better. Okay. But, yeah. So, but indoors is like, so let's say... You uh you mess up and you like leave a, a you don't open one of your hatches or something on a vent or something and you go to sleep when your lights are on. Throughout the night, your temperature is going to rise and it's going to keep rising. Okay. So through like that 12-hour, 16-hour light cycle where the lights are on, if your temperature is rising the whole time and you don't go in there and check, it could go from 70 to 90 degrees and you could fry your whole crop overnight. Compared to outdoor, where if anything happens, you have a massive amount of time to catch it. Oh, I see. You see what I'm saying? That's my opinion on it. Indoor, that makes sense. It's more, I'll be honest. Your margin of error is fucking short in indoor. And you're right. It's, it's you know, especially because you, if you're growing them legally, you don't have to worry about cops. And it is in the natural environment, so you would think. It's going to go. It's going to go. Right. Got you. Okay. So, so when, you're, when you're trying to replicate the world in a room, there's many things that can go wrong. You know what I mean? Right. Because then if you get pests or something and you don't notice pests, your crop goes away in a couple of days because they eat all, your, all of it. Gotcha. And, and that's where all the problems go. So, like, at the beginning, I had to pay for all the equipment. So then, like... For, so what do you grow? You don't have a big yard. I mean, what do you... No. See, like, well, I had to... That's the thing. I had to start literally, like, in my closet hiding it from my dad. Oh, my God. Okay. Because I had a big walk-in closet. So I, I hid six plants in there, and I grew under like a cheap like 400 watt light, which is like a very minuscule light. Now I run like mo like 6,000 watt lights in one room, and I was running one. And floor. you never got caught by your parents? 
Well, no, this isn't at my house anymore. Now I own different properties. Okay. But um, but when you when you when I was at my house, I it, I'll get to it. I got caught. <laughs> but now my dad's one hundred percent okay with it. Okay. He 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 smokes my oils. He has a vape pen. You know what I mean? He's he's one hundred percent on board with it. But because he is Persian, he freaked the fuck out. Um, but so the first time I grew, I did six plants, and then I grew a pound off of like six plants with one little four hundred watt light. How long does it take? Like about three months. So then with that, then I had another $3,800 that I could like be like, oh my God, I have money again. Well, but how much does a pound of those things make? It's about like $3,500, about $3,800. Okay. If it's like super high grade, that's what you can get for it. And then, so then that all goes back into doing it again. And then I, little by little, you just more and more and more. And buy more, do more and buy more and do more. And then the cool thing about being in California is every year we get an outdoor season. And then outdoor season, you usually can recuperate your costs because you get the sun. Right. Once you get the sun, you don't have to pay for electricity. Oh, for sure. And then that's that makes then you can make money. And with outdoor, you can get way higher yields. Rarely indoor do you get a plant that yields one pound. A plant, one plant, one pound. Is that right? I've grown plants outside that have been five pound plants. Gotcha. Like fifteen foot tall. They could they could get that high. Yeah. Here, I'll pull a picture. It's like big enough to where it's like you could lay under it, like under the canopy of the leaves. I never realized they they, they get that big. Really? Mm -mm. Well, what do I know? I just yeah. I have people offering me marijuana for free. That's about it. I don't. You know. Yeah, you see, you see like the nuggets of it. You don't really see the actual. There's so many pictures of pot on here. Let me. So sometimes one of those plants are big enough, it'll yield. I like multiple pounds. That's crazy. And that, that all comes down to growing nutrients, uh, you know, mixing all the stuff, it, and loving your, your, your plant and what you do with it. Yes, you look. I'm looking at the picture that's right now. That's how big. Uh, like, you see the white chair behind it? Like, that's a white sitting chair. <laughs> you know what? Actually, actually, that makes sense because I've seen. In Afghanistan, the plants are like that. I've seen those, and I've, I've also seen this police helicopter flying over, and those things are so high, you could even see them from the sky. So, yeah, yeah. naturally, they have to be. They, they they're they're get. big. They're, you see just these big green balls from the helicopter. You know what I mean? They're just monsters. Like, from the helicopter, you just see these green bushes and those plants. Like, and then when you really, like, think about it, like, that one plant, that's, a, like, based on value, you know, anywhere $2,000 a pound, that could be a $10,000 plant. A ten thousand dollar plant, and these people like that's that, that's their livelihood. So then that's why you have so many people up there during the harvest season, right? It's because that's the security thing. Because people know you could take one plant, you don't have to work for three months, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And there's not one time when you were doing it when you were a kid, you didn't have a fear of getting caught and getting in trouble or anything. Well, because I was legal. I wasn't worried about getting like arrested, okay. but I was worried about getting caught by my dad. And I did at one point um, because one day I, he, he just walked into my room and I was counting money and my door to my closet was open. So all of a sudden there's like this bright yellow light flying out of my closet that's like the sun and I'm counting 10 grand on my bed. <laughs> so you're 17, 18, you have 10 no, grand. No, I, I, was, I, was, uh, I was like 20, I was like 20, I think... Yeah, it was like I was like twenty and a half, like yeah, almost twenty-one. So it's like this wasn't this wasn't that long ago, you know what I mean? 
And he just was like, he got fury, just grabbed me by my throat. What the fuck are you doing? All this shit. And I just was like, it's legal. Like, it's legal. You know? And, I, and then I, he took me downstairs, stole all my money, took 10 grand from me. Did he ever give it you back? Yeah. He did? Yeah. But then, like, we talked about it and all that stuff. And uh, then it got to the point where it was like, he just asked me, like, why? Why do you want to do this? And I, I explained to him, like, it's because of my friends. Like, not not because not of my friends making me want to do it. It's because I helped a couple. Like, I have a friend who had leukemia. And he was on, sure. he was on chemo. <laughs> and the guy lost, like, 60 pounds. He was looking like a skeleton. Couldn't eat. Couldn't drink. Was, like, dying. You know, I was watching my friend die. So while I was growing, and then when I finally got it to, like, a substantial point, like, I was, like, being very consistent... And I was making like this stuff, like where I knew it was working. I gave it to him and I was like, hey man, like I, I don't even know if you're allowed to have this, but like just try it out for me, dude. Like just see what it does for you. Like if this could help you, I'll make it, I'll give it to you until the end of days. You don't have to pay for it. You don't need nothing. Right. He tried it out. He sent me a text two days later. Hey man, I just want to let you know that was the first time I've been able to eat in like two months. I fucking like broke down and started crying in my car in traffic. And and like it's shit like that where that's why I do it. You know, what I mean? like it's it's cool to make money and it's cool to have nice things. But I would I would have done it regardless. Like because it was at a point when I was started doing this, I was still working a day job. I was working like a nine like making. I was working for my aunt at Subway, making sandwiches and growing weed. Like and and at certain points, like yeah, which is interesting because when you smoke weed, you want to have a Subway sandwiches, right? Wasn't it awesome? <laughs> it's a cool setup. Yeah. But so like. There was times even when I was working at that subway and I would sell a pound or two and I'd get like nine grand or something like that. And I'd, I'd look at myself and I'd kind of want to punch myself in the face because, fuck, I'm working a job where I'm getting $300 every two weeks and I just made nine grand in 30 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I would imagine it's, it would be very difficult it's to... It's demeaning to your character to like try and do that. But that's what I'm saying, like... I did it regardless just because I knew that I had to do it. If it, was, it wasn't the money that powered me to do this. It's, it's seeing that it helped people. And like, there's, those, there's an app called like Weed Maps where like people can review stuff for dispensaries. When, and when I was like a little bit more prominent and moreover all over like California with my stuff, I would read the reviews. And like, when I would read, like, someone would be like, oh, my God, like this, they, I helped me sleep so good. I'm finally, like, I can finally relax when I get home. Like, shit like that, I'd be like, that took me three months to make that, and I make that just so you can feel like that. And that's why I do it, kind of thing. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't imagine having a cancer and leukemia and things like that where you're in constant pain, you can't eat. You're really helping. So that's when I think... Because that's my thing. Con I conservatives trying to... Ban it. And paint, paint people who make these things like a, a horrible, evil people, and then it's not. It's yeah, they, they paint me as a... As a drug dealer. dealer, one, I don't sell. You know what I mean? I, I give it to the dispensaries. They handle all the sales. Like I, I'm under contract, and then when they ask me, I give it to them, and then they, they handle all of it. You know what I mean? I just ask to be compensated for my time and my nutrients. For sure. Because it costs money to pay for the stuff that goes into the plants and the, and the lights. So like, as long as I can break even or make a little bit more than that, I'm doing fine. It's like... I'm 44 and you're 22. I'm, I'm, I'm way older than you. 
But I'm hoping, and I, li I like to live for a long time, <laughs> but someday in, in my lifetime, I would like to see the marijuana legalized everywhere. Because... I would hope so. It, it just, it just creates a problem where it's, it's not even necessary. It's in the U.S., it's 85% of approval for it to be legalized. Like, all, everything about the, the majority of people know, now, well, the majority of people that have a bad slant of view against it, yeah. they're really old. And they sure. got it from propaganda campaigns. You know what I mean? Reefer madness and it'll make you crazy and it'll make you lazy. No, no, no. You are already lazy. You know what I mean? It's that's just, a lazy thinking for sure. Yeah. That's, that's lazy thinking. Thinking that you aren't in control and something else is going to determine what you're going to do. Now, am I saying you should you stay home and do nothing and smoke marijuana all day? I'm not no. saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But even if there are people who do that, People need to remember there are people like you, the example that you give me, leukemia and cancer and stuff, and like those are people are suffering unnecessarily. They're born with this, you know, unfortunately this genetic of theirs that yeah. made them really sick. So why make their life even more miserable? And feed them poison and, and not let them get a, like an alternative. Yeah. To, to let them have a, actually a nice meal, you know, for once. Because it, it, makes, it makes food taste better. It makes you hungry, you know, like, it's, it's ridiculous. Sometimes they get so frail and sick, they can't eat, you know, it's just, just a miserable life. It's so. a miserable end, because some of them, it, like, it, it, okay, so if they're going to die, if, in the event, you know what I mean, I'm not saying all cancer patients are going to die or whatever, but it's like, if, you're, if they're so frail and they're already, like, terminally ill, who the, who the fuck are they harming by smoking weed and, like, you know what I mean? Like, who the fuck is, like, is, is dying by them smoking a joint and enjoying a fucking meal, like, in their last days? Like, that, it kills me. It, it kills me when I see that shit. And, like, you see people, like, a lot of the, the they were, like, they criminalized a lot of the people that are, like, heads of, like, the, the movement for it. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they criminalize them and make them out to be these fucking crazy people. And it's, like, in reality, all they want to do is just help. Are you, are you pretty optimistic that, 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 that the attitude is changing? Because, you know... I am, but I'm not. Because I, I know at the other aspect of it, there's a complete bureaucracy that makes... There's an entire industry that makes money off of putting people in jail for marijuana. For sure. And disproportionate number are minorities. You know, the, the darker the skin, they, they get fucked over. Every time. And it's like... And their dumbass fucking rule for it is like... They put people in jail for possession. How? You can't... What? You're going to put someone in jail for having something? Like, I understand putting someone in jail for, like, distributing it or, like, selling it illegally or whatever. That's, that's perfectly fine. They broke the rules. Who, what am I fucking up by having weed in my pocket, dude? Like, what the fuck? That, yeah, it's... That needs to be... You have all these people in prison and jail for nonviolent crimes. And it's like, because why? Because you said no? Why? I, I never under, I've never understood it. I've never understood anyone going, well, I don't like doing that, so you can't do it either. Yeah, like, and that's, that's purely what that, that law is. Pretty much, yeah. Is, I don't like smoking. No one can smoke weed. But wait, wait, bro, you're like the 15% that doesn't want it now. You're the minority. It's 85% of America is saying they want cannabis legalized. And you look in the states where it is, and it's fucking amazing. 
You know what I mean? Well, I bet taxes is up there, I bet. Taxes is that 15%, I bet. Oh, is that right? I bet you. They're so harsh. No, no, what I'm saying is there's, there's probably a lot of people who want it, but oh, maybe they're just afraid to say that they want to legalize it, you know? I bet you that's, that's also a huge problem, too, is that they would love to be able to say that they want it, but they can't. Because if either if they're the politician side, they won't get voted back, and then if they're like part of the community, they won't be allowed to vote. Yeah, I I I really do hope the attitudes get I changed. I hope the ignorance gets removed, because there's still people that think like it's it's, it's a gateway drug. Like if you do that, you do coke or heroin or crystal meth. No, and that's what I always I always this is what I always tell people about that is I go it's not a gateway drug. It's a gateway drug because it's illegal. Because of the fact that these people have to go to a drug dealer to buy marijuana, yes. they're exposed to many other different drugs. Like when I was in, in high school... That's a good point. The exact, look at this. When I was in high school, I could get pot way fucking easier than I could get alcohol or cigarettes, okay? And when I would go to buy said pot, that guy would always have some other fucking thing that he would try and offer me. Like, hey man, I got this fucking purple bullet. You want mushrooms? I got some mushrooms. I got acid. You want acid? Yeah. Oh, it's Friday, man. I got blow. You know what I mean? So the, they, and they don't ID. They don't give a fuck. All they care is that you have money. So like, and then when you, when you regulate and, and make sure that people are either 18 or they have a medical card for marijuana, it makes it a lot better where people either will wait to be that age to get it or they won't be allowed to get it. And then you actually can punish them for having it underage and all that, those things. You know what I mean? Instead of just having a direct possession charge where everyone goes to fucking jail for having it. And I, I think when, when people follow rules, I think you probably do a better job controlling the problem. Definitely. You know, you know, like you were saying, these drug dealers won't offer a bunch of other fucked up shit. And all you want is just marijuana. And you go to dispensary. All they have is marijuana. Yeah, they all they have a marijuana. And there's a comfort knowing that you're not breaking law. You're following the rules. You're not going to get in trouble for it. So I, that's I, why so many people go. The, the diversity of people that go into to, like dispensaries is appalling. You have like you have people like me. You have kids like me. Yeah. Then you got you have like sixty year old grandmas, like emphysema, you got people glaucoma, then you have lawyers, you got athletes, you've got like construction workers. Everyone's smoking pot. They're just being sneaky. It's 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 really helping people. <laughs> it's really helping people. So that's that's like the best <laughs> So you you're doing that. You, you, you know, you're doing a lot of stuff, obviously, at the home uh, weed market. You're selling your merchandise. You're doing podcasts with uh, Hunter. Hunter. But you also travel with him every show or? Not every show. Just like, uh, I don't like leaving California. Okay. <laughs> but I so am. So anywhere within, in, in the, within California. For the most part, anywhere yeah. in California, I'll go. Because usually I'm close enough to where in the event of an emergency, I can fly home. Okay. Just because in order for me to leave town, I have to have people to watch my my setups so if anything bad goes wrong then i can't advise over the phone i have to be able to come back within right six to ten hours so it is a serious business i mean you have to, you have to like you have to watch yeah. your products so well because the main thing that keeps you inside of a dispensary because it's a it's a battleground 
to get your your medicine into a dispensary. Because okay. there's a bunch of fucking people just like me thinking they're growing the most best shit ever, and they're taking it to a dispensary. Hey, you want this? Hey, you want this? Hey, you want this? You know what I mean? So you get like you 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 set yourself up to get put into the thing, and they they like go, oh, we want your stuff, okay? And then they go, well, how how much are you producing? How often can you produce it? And are you very, are you reliable on your consistency of it? You know what I mean. So then it all comes down to that. But the problem is, is if you fuck up once, one time, if you miss a delivery or you miss a due date for your your herbs, you're done. You can't go to that dispensary anymore. Why? They just check you off the list. You're, there's 500 other growers just like you that they'll get something else from. They don't need your stuff. Is that right? Yeah. So it's a very competitive market. So if you fuck up, you so fuck. You're, you're, so you're a little paranoid when you you when you're away from it a little too long. Oh, I I kill myself sometimes. Like I'm I'm dying of anxiety. Like sometimes I don't even have fun when we travel because I'm so like I'm like ah. You just worry. I, I, yeah, I worry because I can't see them. I because I, I I check on them every day. Every morning I wake up, I go in there with a green light because the lights are off during the day. They go on about like 5 p.m. So like every morning I wake up, I go in the green light, make sure everything's like the the leaves are all up, because the plants will they they talk to you almost, you know what I mean? Like they'll if they're thirsty, they're wilted, you know what I mean? If are you like the weed whisperer? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean that sounds kind of fucking hippie-ish, but you know like they're responsive, they they do respond. So, it it so do you, I check intermittently throughout the day, three to five times a day. I check the pH of the water, the PPMs in the water for check to how much nutrients are in it. I'd clean my lines and flush my lines for the nutrients and wash the, the water. Everything's run through a room. But you can't talk how much you produce. Until after. Hmm? Huh? Wait, I can't tell how much I produce? How much product do you produce a year? Oh, no, I'm not going to. Okay. Yeah. But, but if you were to if you were to talk, if you could go back and tell your 17 or 18 year old version of you it's a pretty impressive number, right? Yeah, to a 17-year-old version of me, yeah. 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 Well, good for you. This is um <laughs> Well, I'm I'm and I'm not I'm not done. Yeah, I'm still learning. It's like as much as I like to think that I'm I'm growing the best the best I'm growing the best I can grow. I'm not growing the best stuff ever. Hunter likes to say that I grow the best stuff ever, but nah, that's not so there's someone better than me. There's always going to be someone better than me. But how do you make better weed? Nutrients and lights and grow techniques and the soil you use and what I you see. like what you use to mix it. So are, are people pretty secretive of their ingredients? Oh fuck yeah. Okay. I'm very secretive. I'll give kids tips like on Twitter and stuff. Like, but everyone comes to me to ask me. You know, obviously, you know what I mean. They see my plants and like, how do you do that? And I'll give them a sneaky little, like, this, this thing, and you can do this to get that. And you can, oh, that looks like that. You're having this problem or whatever. Okay. But I'm never going to tell anyone my, like, 47-part nutrient mix. And then I mix my own compost tea, like, which is a mixture of all these organic, like, But aren't, aren't you worried that people who work for you might figure out what, how you no do it? No one works for me. Oh, you do everything? Yeah. Oh, that's why you're so paranoid about leaving. I was trying, trying to figure out what the fuck. And like, don't you it's like I have, I have like two friends. Okay. That they're like brothers to me. That and you could trust them. Okay. Yeah, they helped me come up with it. So if they were to steal it, they're stealing their own thing. You know what I mean? So like, 
they help me with everything. So then, like, so when you're away, they they come. They, and help they come and check, but they don't check like I check. I they, see. they go in once a day, make sure nothing's dead, and then go back. They're not. They don't sit in there all day. Like when I'm on Twitter all day, I'm also sitting in my grow room. Like I gotta at you. <laughs> yeah, you already follow me. I think. Do I? Or maybe I'm bitter. You, or maybe you unfollowed me. Now I don't know because I might have annoyed you with all my retweets. No, no, I will. Um... <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, so that I make it seem like I'm running around all day, but like the only time I like leave my house is like to go get food, <laughs> and then I come right I back. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so how's the crop this year so far? Is is, is it good? Well, I I crop monthly. <laughs> Oh, I see. Because it's on cycles because I have multiple rooms. Right. That makes sense. And with indoor, you can control how long your, your cycles are. So, like, that's the thing with outdoor. Like, outdoor can take anywhere between, like, three to four months based on, like, the seasons. Because you, okay. you have to wait for the, the light cycles. Because not many people know this, but it, in order for the plant to go from vegetative to flower, the days go from being super sunny to being, like, 50-50. So, like, during the summer, you have about 18 hours of light and then six hours of darkness. During the winter, it's about 12 and 12. Okay. So, so, like, towards the end of summer when the days get shorter, that's when the plants are in flower, and then that's when they finish. But in indoor, you can be like, all right, I'm going to put them in vegetative cycle for two weeks, and they're going to be little plants, and then I'm going to flip them into flower, and I'm going to have 50 little plants that are all going to have these monster nugs on them. You know what I mean? So you, there's all these different little techniques you, you can do to sort of, like, super crop kind of thing. Got you. So that's that's what I do. I'm I'm constantly perfecting new methods. Like I've grown like trees in my house, like tall as me, with like these monster like nugs that are the size of my arm. Are you are you also competitive with the other growers? <laughs> with my friends, yeah. Okay, it's a friendly friendly it's rivalry. It's a friendly competition that it's like kind of shit talking, like you know, like oh look at that shit you grew, you kind of thing. And then like they look at mine, like oh that's crazy. And then I and then it, then there's like this big circle of we all help each other. And we're always running around everyone's grow rooms and like advising, like you need to do this and you need to do that kind of thing. So it works out. It's nice. <laughs> wait, wait, is that your account, Dab God? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the Diamond, God, Diamond Baby. Baby. Yeah, everyone follow him. Um, Sacramento. Uh, amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not. In the, wow, eighty-six thousand. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've been working on Twitter, dude. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> So, so you have a great business partnership with uh, Hunter. Well, so what, what are you, best friends? Where you where you guys gonna go from here? Like, you wanna have a TV show? You wanna write a book? We um, we just decided to like start working on the YouTube. Yeah, we should. Which I'm like paranoid about, of course. I, but, but what you do is legal, right? Yeah, but the more open I get about it, the more open I am for federal. Assholes <laughs> to come want to breathe down my neck, yeah, kind of thing. Because the, the anytime you go out in the open and you're like, "Hey, I'm doing this," they go, "Oh, really, bitch?" And they like come and like swat you down, kind of thing. That's like, true. Don't make it like you ever. It's so easy for everyone to do, kind of thing. So that's my paranoia behind it. But at the same time, because I am so well known and I will be so much more well known, it would be difficult to do that to me. You said, does that make sense? Yeah, because you become prominent, more people might complain about it. More complaints, yeah. So like they'll get bad. Flat. But you you must be pretty disappointed that the whole marijuana thing, the state of California didn't pass. 
Yeah, but we already have medical legalization. Like, like I was telling you, like I understand recreational use is really cool and all, but like I, like I was explaining, I'm about cannabis for helping people. I mean, yeah, I do. Sure, I smoke a shit ton because I am a recreational smoker and I love being for fucking sure. high. But at the same time, I do have problems eating. Look how skinny I am. You know what I mean? And at the same time, it's I've, really weird for someone who smokes weed. I should be skinny. Yeah. yeah, and I have terrible insomnia. Like I don't know if you can tell. I'm running on hunter schedule, but I still wake up at six or seven in the morning every. Is that day. right? Yeah, I go. I come here. I do this podcast, drive home at 4 a.m., wake up at 7, back on clockwork, do it all over the same thing. And you're not day. tired? Not tired. Oh, man. That's amazing. Yeah. See, like, right now, because I'm going to go back to my house, I still have another, like, 10 plants I have to trim tonight. <laughs> what does that mean, trim? Like, well, okay, well, so like, like giving a haircut? Yeah. Here, I'll show you a picture of that, too. Um, so, basically, like, you have... You have the, the plant, and then you have like the usable flower of it. Okay. The, the, the smokable material that contains the trichomes. So here, where is it? I have like a. Yeah. So, like if you look there, see like you see the big fan leaves on that one. Like it's dark green. Yeah. So you have those dark green. You, you need to send this picture so when I upload this um, po uh, podcast episode, I could show people what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. But it, so but that, that that looks like damn premium, right? So that's that's unmanicured, that's untrimmed. So then I take that and then I clip it up and then it turns into that. Let me see. Let me take your picture. So. <laughs> Is that a good one? <laughs> smile for God's sake! I can't smile. I hate smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Is that better? Yeah. It's snapping away like a photographer. Okay. Um, so, but then like you, yeah, you can swipe left and right between it and you can see like. So, so these over the Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy though, huh? Yeah, so, how, um, you know, um, so it's, Eventually, you realize this, these, uh, these things are ready. So what do you do? You cut down the whole tree down? No, I mean, whole plant? I cut down. So I'll have like a table. Okay. For my indoor table, I'll have like however many plants I have on it. Okay. And then I'll cut them down individually. Okay. And then I'll manicure it. Well, actually, what I do is... When I, you say manicure, you just... It's cutting off all the like the, the water leaf. Okay. Anything that doesn't have trichomes on it, which are the, the crystals that get you high, basically. Okay. They contain the, the, the chemicals. So I'll cut all the big leaves off okay. that are unusable. Okay. Throw them and away. Then, so I'll just throw those away. Those are like trash leaves. Okay. But then do you, did you notice that some of those leaves, they were like protruding, but they still had frost stuff on them. It looks okay. frosty. Yes, stuff. yes. So then when I cut that off, that goes into a separate pile, which I call my hash pile, which then gets all turned into oil. Okay. Because it still has the trichomes on it, but it's not sellable or like usable material for the dispensary. Yeah. It's like the head of a fish. Most people are not going to eat that part. Yeah. Even though you can't, but someone will. Yes. Yeah. All right. So like you save that and okay. then that all goes to be made into oil and then the oil gets taken to the dispensary too. I don't really waste anything. I try not to waste. Even the leaves that I cut off, that goes into a compost pile that I use as fertilizer for my outdoor. And this is a great. This is the stuff that we were supposed to do. Yeah. This is what Mother Nature has provided us. Yeah. And this is not synthetic. This is all natural. Yeah. And it's, and and because I, I like I I don't even use dirt. I use cocoa as my like soil. Okay. That's my, my medium. It's all cocoa, and then the roots all just wind in the cocoa. Okay. So it's like I try to make it as organic as possible. 
or as like non-chemical as possible. Right. So you, you cut up all the pieces and separate so I, them? I trim up all the, all the different, because it grows on the plant like a stalk, you know okay. what I mean? And then you, you take it off of the stalk and they become the little nugs. And then after those, those are clipped up, then they go and they hang on a, it's like a drying net. It's like a multiple stage net where it's like very, very uh, airy. So okay. they can dry for like two or three days until they get a little bit more firm. Then those go inside like mason jars get sealed for about like two to three weeks in a dark, cold room. Okay. Then you, and during that time, you're intermittently opening the jars to release the gases because like as it's drying, it's releasing all the chemicals and everything from the plant and that's all getting stuck in the jar. So you have to go in there and open it up and like burp it. And you can like smell it all of a sudden be like, like oh, whoa, that's yeah. gone. But then you close it again, you open it again, it smells more like the, the actual plant. Okay. And then, then you can tell it by the end of it. And then... Then that's ready to go to the dispensary after like two or three weeks. It's cured and ready to go. <laughs> so it's a lengthy process. So even after like the plant's like fully done and developed and grown. And you've been doing it for almost five years. Yeah. What do you think you would have done if you didn't get into this business? I was going to nursing school. I was going to go to nursing school. Well, so, uh, it's, I, so mean, I, I don't want to make a lot of it, but you are helping with this I was going to help people regardless, yeah. And... But nursing school is just too fucking expensive. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you know how goofy kids are. When you go back three, four years ago, you're a really young kid. I was what, what was the reaction from your friends? They must have been like, this is great. Oh, they all told me I was going to fucking fail. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. What did they feel? What did they feel now? They all asked me for money. No, but what did they feel, <laughs> why did they feel like you were you're going to be... Because uh, they thought I was just some fucking stoner. Because everyone who smokes weed at one point or another, they all of a sudden decide, like, I could grow fucking pot. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like, for the most part, they're like, oh, yeah, I could do that. And then they do it, and they fuck it up because they're a lazy pothead or something. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't realize how much hard work... Yeah, and everyone and discounts that as well because everyone goes... And the fact that you went to school to learn the science of it? Well, because the majority of people will go, oh, he's just some fucking little fucking stoner who grows pot. It's like, dude, I could give you my, my catalogs of my nutrients. I could give you instructions on to do what I do. I could give you my grow room. I could give you my genetics for my plants. I fucking guarantee you couldn't do what I do. And the fact that you're always constantly learning how to make it better. And I'm doing it better every yeah, time. Yeah, and you're going to Seattle pretty soon. You're going to. That's what I was. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm never stopping trying to perfect it because I know that it can always go better. But that's going to drive you crazy, ain't it? Because you're going to be away two days from your babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you, might, but, you might still have to bring people that you really, really trust. No, no, no. But I just clipped down my room. I haven't transferred anything into that room, so I'm okay. Because during the vegetative cycle, or like the vegetative cycle, it's a lot more, like, you have a little bit more time to not worry about it. Because I have timers for everything on my rooms. On my rooms, you can press two buttons, and all of a sudden you hear, like, motors crank, and there are pumps. And all my plants have lines right near the stems, and it okay. all, all the water gets dripped into them. And they're all on timers. So it goes off every day. I know it goes off like clockwork, and it's, then it goes off. I just like knowing that it goes off. And they grow, in, obviously, during the darkness. That's how they grow. They grow during the darkness, yeah, but then they get all their, their nutrients from the light, yeah. Because that's the crazy thing is, like, because I only see them during the light. So then, like, I'll, like, go to sleep with the light still on, and then, like, I wake up in the daytime, and then I don't go in the room right away sometimes 
Sometimes I will be lazy and I'll wait until right before the lights go on. And the plants will just be like, like will have exploded in eight hours. Wow. Like I, the, the biggest change I've gotten was the plants doubled in size overnight. Wait, so... It went from a 12-inch tall plant to a 24-inch tall plant. In one day? One night, like 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I was dumbfounded. I was, I, I was like, what the fuck is that? I got scared because I was legitimately terrified that the plant was going to grow so big that I couldn't keep it inside my house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the was, super weed? Yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to get too big. I brought it outside immediately, and then it ended up being like a four-and-a-half-pound plant out back. Jesus Christ. It was a big one. So, the, in a way, this is a kind of cool, like, you're Never discovering how... How to make? Yeah, you're you're really are artist because your shit is really really good and. I know. try to make it as good as as I can. That's the thing that pisses everybody off about me, is because like you see it and you're like, oh, that's hella good. When I when I saw that last night, I was like, I fucked up. You know what I mean? A little bit. Like, in my eyes, it's not up to my standards, but to everyone else, it's the craziest shit ever. And that's what, like you said, it'll drive me crazy. I think. So what, what do you think, like, where you want to be in 10 years from now? Like one of the biggest grower in the California or Not something? Not even that. I, I could stop growing and even just be, like, educational in it. You know what I mean? I could do that. I could, I could see myself even just running a dispensary, even running even a glass store for, like, glass. You know what I mean? Like, right. And just being a knowledgeable source for it. Even sitting at home running a website, forum, whatever, for advice. I don't care. I, I remember doing another podcast called Talking Shit. It's with Jim Jeffrey and Eddie Eft. And uh, Jim Jeffrey's got a great show on um, FX called Legit. Anyway, one time I was doing Talking Shit podcast, they had uh, Tommy Chong from Chi Chi oh, Chong. Yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, <laughs> he was like Obi-Wan Kenobi of marijuana, you know? Like he yeah. knew all the tricks and uh, he was very, very kind and very uh, into sharing, you know. He was really a cool cat. He was there with his son. And um, it, it's amazing, you know. I'm, I'm old enough to remember they had a, such a stronger stance against it. It's still not completely cool to do it because yeah. the police would still see it differently in other states. But I'm glad slowly things are changing and people are changing the attitude about it. Because Me it, too, because it's not, it's not what they make it to be. It's... And, and there are people who are suffering that could use it for uh, make their yeah. lives better. Yeah. And there are people who legitimately, you know, they just want to take a couple puffs of a joint when they get home from work. Like, yes. What's the problem with that? Like, if you can have three fingers of scotch, why can't that guy have his joint? Like, you're right. And I, I, I'm hoping someday it'll, <laughs> it'll change. Someday. I hope it change, and um, you know, we um, we wise up or wise someone, up, uh, someone yeah. stops. Like the the propaganda bullshit, like where they just they they spew bullshit facts. Like there's some people still that think that marijuana can kill you. Yeah, and they're like I don't know if a lot of people even have known that study. You know the study I'm talking about with the monkeys. I don't know anything about it. Okay, okay. Well, like the study for the reefer madness thing with those monkeys was the first thing they released was marijuana kills brain cells by smoking it. The reasoning behind that, or the, the science that they got from that, was that they put gas masks on monkeys and then pumped marijuana smoke into their faces. <laughs> right. You're going to lose brain cells when you don't get 
fucking oxygen. Sure. So they didn't get oxygen. They lost. The, they started like their brain started deteriorating, and then a few of them died from lack of oxygen. Right. They took that and said, "We'd killed it. We'd made their brains deteriorate." <laughs> Sorry. So I so, should be laughing of death of poor innocent monkeys, but like that's just, you know, those are like a faulty scientific faulty thesis. scientific thesis yeah. and everything. And that that was like, I mean, you could get like. Uh, 500 pound of marijuana you drop it on my head and literally kill, kill me you, but yeah marijuana killed me that means. but you're not going to smoke enough weed to kill you <laughs> yes if i'm making this stuff which is the most concentrated form of it you can make and i can't smoke enough of this to kill me i can't and i'm smoking massive amounts of this yeah it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah, i've tried like i've i've legitimately i've made like multiple like I would say like four by eight trays. You know, like cookie sheets. I've made multiple trays of brownies. I've eaten like three to four trays of brownies in a day. I'm super like, they should be in a dispensary medical grade with like warning on them. Like your banana bread scare. Yeah. That's, I've eaten all that. He's making refer- reference, <laughs> reference to when I did Joey Diaz podcast when he kind of tricked me to eating banana bread with filled with marijuana. I didn't know you could make bread, <laughs> banana bread out of marijuana. So anyway, I was fucked up. I had no idea. That's the first time I got really high. And like, I'm not kidding you. It felt like I was levitating. Yeah. It was so much high. Like, um, you, you feel like tingly feelings all over your body. And I'm trying to do stand up on stage. You can <laughs> because I never felt that sensation. Did you it hear was, Hunter's story? No. What's that? Oh. So I gave his, like, his dad comes to visit every once in a while. So, and his dad, like, loves what I do with this medicine stuff. He's all about the oils now, and he's got his vape pen and everything. So his dad, every once in a while, would be like, hey, baby, like, bring me some stuff so I can make some edibles for you guys. You know what I mean? Because he's old school, so he knows how to do all that. So I bring him some stuff. He, he makes some brownies. And, like, me and me, I, like, start eating them. And then Hunter's like, hey, man, are they strong? Are they potent? And I was like, I don't know, man. But I'm like, I told him, I was like, I'm not the best person to ask <laughs> right. if they're potent or not because I don't know if it's going to work or not on me because my tolerance is so goddamn through the roof. So then he goes, all right, and then he leaves. He like goes to New York, but he eats a brownie like to go to bed. He, like, tries, he thinks like eating a brownie is going to put him to sleep. And he didn't tell me. So he, then he ate one, and then it didn't hit him, so he ate another one. How many did he I mean, I've done that. I think he ate like two or two and a half of them. Oh. So then he... So, hey. <laughs> Your sigh was so genuine. But... So, no, because, because I did that too. And then like, uh, yeah, we could sit here and laugh about it. <laughs> but... It's miserable. It's miserable because I was stuck in, you know, Joy D's gave me a bunch of banana bread and he told me to keep eating them. I didn't know there was drugs in them. So they were delicious. But after the show, I was still fucked up, and I got in my car, and I couldn't leave for like six, seven hours because I was afraid if I'm driving with that shit, I might run over people and kill people, you know? <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny, baby diamond. It's not funny. So, like, I was fucked up. Yeah, I was scared. Like, I don't know when this shit's going to end. Yeah, well, that's the problem because it doesn't end. Well, like, right away. Like, with weed, like, when you smoke weed or when you smoke this stuff, like, I don't know if you noticed, the, the pen, like, now that you stopped, like, hitting it, it it's fading, you know what I mean? Like, very gradually, it's going away, lightweight. I don't know, maybe not with you, but, like, you don't feel, like, so... It's very light with the pen. And then with weed, if you, if you smoke a lot of weed and you eat, like, yeah. you, just, you just eat food, you'll come back down pretty quick because your body's, like, flushing everything. With an edible, you're in for it. 
Yeah. It's in your stomach and it's going through your system. And once it goes through your liver, I mean, I don't know if you've heard it. Joe Rogan explained it to you probably. Once it goes through your liver, it becomes five times as strong as it originally was. Man, it's, it's, it was just, it, it just, I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it did scare me. Like, when, so, this, when this fucking thing is going to be over? That, so look, Hunter eats two and a half brownies, finally falls asleep because he hits the pen long enough to go to sleep. Wakes up high as fuck. Like, demolished high. Then he goes to the airport. Still high. He doesn't never get high. At this point, he was never, like, smoking and everything. So he was having, like, an anxiety attack in the airport. On top of that, then he gets on the plane finally. And then he, he starts, like, having to go to the bathroom. And he has, like, a freak out going to the bathroom because everyone's staring at him. And he's getting all, like, the, the pot anxiety, you know? And he was, like, for 18 hours, he said he was high. Oh. <laughs> that's way stronger than what i had yeah he said he got all the way to new york and he was like in his hotel and he was still high man i i couldn't leave and uh, jet lagged or like jet fast forwarded because he went forward three hours so he was just like fucked up i couldn't yeah he I was, called me and he was he was like i fucking hate you i'm never eating brownies again <laughs> and i was like i didn't fucking make you eat the brownies you asshole it's your dad your dad made those brownies i just I just couldn't believe um, how potent how potent was and and I how un it's relentless it's relentless yeah that's the difference because like with weed you can kind of plateau or peak like with regular like cannabis you know what I mean once you eat it though it, it it'll either hit you in waves or all of a sudden you'll go from being completely normal to just being demolished and you don't want to talk. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, can't imagine. You had to go do stand-up? No. It, 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 it start, I mean, by the time I ate, and then when I finally went up, I think maybe three or four or five minutes into the show, finally I started feeling it. And my oh head my was... Oh, fucking God. Yeah, tingly, and like, I couldn't concentrate. Everybody was laughing, but for all the wrong reasons, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because what, whatever, whatever gibberish shit was coming out of my mouth, it made no sense. They think I was act. It wasn't. I was, I was really fucked up. And Joe think it was funny because I was fucked up for a good seven, eight, nine hours. But yeah, yeah. When I had to stay in garage until I was sober, I mean, it was for. I don't know. It just seemed forever. But um, I would love to meet Joe Diaz and smoke that guy. Yeah, he's he's great, and he's he's so loving and life affirming guy. The church. Yeah, he's now. great. No, I just know he's such a pothead. So I'd love to just give him some like super quality medicine. I mean, I know he goes to all the clubs and he gets really, really like amazing stuff from there. But I'd love to see how high I could get the. Well, we'll, we'll definitely make it happen whenever you have a chance to change. When you, whenever you have a chance to come to LA, but um, you know, I, I think I'm really having a hard time concentrating. Oh, I, know. I was about to call it a night. Um, and you, I, I do want to puff a little bit more. But before before uh, I finish this. Um, I definitely want to. I want you to do it again, and uh, we'll do it with Hunter. But no, no, we'll come. To, we'll come to LA. What, 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 where is it, do you have a website? No, I'm. I'm just Twitter. Okay, so Twitter. Well, dot, I have my merch. Where can you buy your merch? Baby.myshopify.com. I have T-shirts, um, cleaner, and uh, my vape pens, which are the cheapest. Well, for that style pen, yeah. anywhere else you're gonna find them on the market, upwards of one hundred and sixty dollars. I'm selling them for seventy dollars. <laughs> so okay, and, and for quick contact, Twitter.com/slash at the diamond. Or wait, for Twitter.com, it's just the diamond baby. Okay, yeah, 
<laughs> at so Diamond the, Baby. At the Diamond Baby, yeah. All right, everyone, please um, follow this young man, <laughs> that, uh, the, the, the Walter White of marijuana. And <laughs> Thank he's, you he's, for that title. He's, he's helping people, and they're just, to. Yeah, they're just incredible. And I, I, my back pain's gone, and I think... We're going to give you a little bit more medicine to put you out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening. I will put his information on on the website and the, uh, the week that we release it. And I want to thank Hunter Moore for doing it. And thank hopefully you for coming. Yeah, ho- hopefully next time we have uh, more of Hunter with uh, Diamond more Baby. More of Hunter Moore. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Good night. Bye.